The Voice of Montbello podcast is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountain, we speak. You know what? One of the things we just try to do is to participate and elevate the, the uh, exposure of those events to the entire community. We can't force people to be involved, but we certainly want to uh, remove any barriers for people to be involved. So we just try to promote the events as best we can and encourage people to join in with their schools, with their clubs, their groups, and come on down and participate in activities like the Marais, the Cinco de Mayo Parade, Cesar Chavez Parade, those sort of events. Because if people can do it with their classes or with their, their clubs, they're more likely to participate. That was Mayor Hancock, and this is the voice of Ron Bello Podcast. The Voice of Montbello Podcast. Montbello podcast. In this episode, you will hear our interview with Denver's Mayor, Mayor Hancock. Mayor Hancock visit our school to celebrate and talk about Black History Month. We would like to thank the mayor for coming to our school. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, hey, uh, my name is Chewie. Chewy? Uh, yeah. Hey, Chewy. <laughs> um, welcome to the Voice of Montbello podcast. Today we are interviewing uh, Denver's own Mayor Hancock. Hello, Mayor, and thank you for coming to our school. Thank you, Chewy. Glad to be here. Ted, <laughs> how are you doing today? Good. Are you ready for a long weekend? Yes. I am so honored to be here with you all today to talk about black history. And I understand some of you all have questions for me. So I'm gonna answer your questions. But I want to share a story with you about black history that I was, it was shared with me many years ago. And it goes a long way to explaining why we celebrate Black History Month and why we celebrate the contributions of all people to this country. So if you're ready, say, I'm ready. ready. If you want to hear the story, say, tell me the story. Tell me the story. All right, here's the story. Listen, I want you to follow along with this story. Anybody here named Michael? Anybody here named Michael? Is there a Michael? You're Michael? Then don't raise your hand. You're not Michael? You're going to be Michael today. No. Is there a Michael in the room? I don't know, not who you know. I said, who's Michael? All right, this is a story about a young boy named Michael who woke up one morning and he asked his mother a question. He said, Mom, what if there were no black people in the world? 
Well, his mother thought about it for a moment and then said, son, follow me around today and let's just go see what it'd be like if there were no black people in the world. Mom said, now go get dressed and we'll get started. Michael ran to his room to put on his clothes and shoes. His mother took one look at him and said, Michael, where are your shoes and those clothes? They're all wrinkled, son. I must iron them. But when she reached for the ironing board, guess what? It was no longer there. You see, Sarah Boone, a black woman, invented the ironing board. And J.E. Matslinger, a black man, invented the shoelacing machine. Oh, well, she said, please go and do something with your hair. Huh. Michael ran to the room to comb his hair, but the comb was not there. You know why? Because a black man by the name of Walter Sammons invented the comb. Michael decided just to brush his hair, but the brush was gone. It was gone because Lydia O. Newman, a black woman, invented the brush. Well, this was a sight. No shoes, wrinkled clothes, hair was a mess. Even mom's hair, without the hair care inventions of Madam C.J. Walker, well, you begin to get the picture. Mom's hair was jacked up too. Mom told Michael, let's do our clothes around the house and then take a trip to the grocery store. Michael's job was to sweep the floor. So he swept and swept and when he reached for the dustpan, guess what? There was no dustpan. You got it because a black man by the name of Lloyd P. Ray invented the dustpan. So he swept the pile of dirt over in the corner and just left it there. Anybody ever do that? He then decided to mop the floor. You get the, the gist of the story? There was what? No mop. Because... Thomas W. Stewart invented a mop, invented the mop. Well, Michael yelled at his mom, Mom, I'm not having any luck. Well, she said, let me finish washing these clothes and we will prepare a list for the grocery store. When the wash was finished, she went to place the clothes in the dryer. But since there were no black people in the world, guess what? There was no dryer because George T. Salmon, a black man, invented the clothes dryer. How many of you all knew that? Uh-huh. Michael asked, mom asked Michael, go get a pencil and some paper so we can prepare a list for the grocery store. So Michael ran for the paper and pencil, but notice the pencil lead was broken. Well, he was out of luck because a man by the name of Bernard Love, a black man, invented the pencil sharpener. Mom reached for a pen but guess what? There was no pen because out, without black people in the world, there would be no pen because William Purvis, a black man, invented the pen. They made their way over to the car and found that it wouldn't go. You see, Richard Spikes, a black man, invented the automatic gift shift. You all know what that is? Someone takes off, they put it in gear. A black man by the name of Richard Spikes invented that machine. And Joseph Gamble, he invented the supercharge system. You all probably don't know what that is, do you? It's the, 
It's the system that makes your car go. It's the engine. Invented by a man by the name of Joseph Gamble. They noticed that a few, the few cars that were moving were running into each other, having wrecks, because there were no traffic signals. Uh-huh. With no black people in the world, Garrett A. Morgan, a black man, would not have invented the traffic light. Well, it was getting late, so they walked to the market, got their groceries, and returned home. Listen to this. This is, a, this is what I did not know. Just as they were about to put away the milk, eggs, and butter, they noticed the refrigerator was gone. Because a black man by the name of Henry Standard invented the refrigerator. Now, all the adults in the room, y'all remember refrigerator had Standard on it? Does anyone remember that? I remember it, I guess. You don't remember it. <laughs> well, it was named after a black man by the name of Henry Standard who invented the refrigerator. By the time Mike noticed that it was getting mighty cold, he noticed it was getting mighty cold in the house. Mom went to turn up the heat, but what do you know? Alice Parker, a black woman, invented the heating furnace. Even in the summer, even in the summer, they would have been, out, been without luck because Frederick Jones, a black man, invented the air conditioner. It was almost time for Mike's father to arrive home. He usually takes the bus, but there was no bus because before there was a bus, there was what they called an electric trolley, and the electric trolley was invented by a black man by the name of Albert Robinson. He usually takes the elevator from his office on the 20th floor, but he had to take the stairs because guess what? Without black people in the world, there's no elevator because a black man by the name of Alexander Miles invented the elevator. He usually dropped off the, dropped off the mail in the office on his way home, but he couldn't because Philip Downing invented the mailbox and William Berry invented that machine that puts a stamp on your, on your letter. Mike and his mother sat at the kitchen table with their head in their hands. When the father arrived, he asked, why are you sitting in the dark? How many of you have ever looked at a light bulb? You see that little wiggly thing inside the light bulb that creates the current? That's called a filament. Say a filament. A black man by the name of Lewis Howard Latimer invented the filament that turns lights on and off. Mike quickly learned what it would be like if there were no black people in the world. Not to mention, if you ever get sick and you need blood, blood is now stored because a black man by the name of Charles Drew, a black scientist, showed doctors around the world how to draw blood and how to store it in case you needed it to save your life. Now we all know what the world would be like if there were no black people in the world. Did you learn something? All right. <laughs> All right. What questions do you have? My name is Nashara and I'm in the sixth grade. Um, here's my question. The Montbello neighborhood was just named one of the top growing areas in the nation. What are some of the things you plan to do to make sure this area is provided with healthy options and resources? Fantastic. Great question. Nashara? Yes. Thank you for asking the question. We're working very closely with the leaders out here in Montbello to try to attract a new grocery store. And we really believe that if we can bring in a, a um, a grocery store that, that, that puts fresh produce, excuse me, fresh produce is what I'm trying to say, on the countertops and on the shelves 
uh, the grocery store, we'll all have more access to uh, healthier options in, in the Montbello area. So it starts with, first and foremost, attracting a new grocery store to the area. Okay. Okay. Hi, my name is Drayon, and I Speak was, up. I can't hear you. Hi, my name is Drayon, and I'm asking, how did you become mayor as a black male? <laughs> well, great question, Drayon, and thank you for your, asking your question. Um, all people who want to be mayor, you have to be at least 25 years old, okay, and live in the area. Uh, live in Denver for at least one year. Um, I put my name uh, on a petition. I had 300 people sign the petition. They had to be eligible voters in Denver, eligible registered voters in Denver. And then I went and campaigned, knocking on doors, talk, speaking at rallies, participating in debates, and trying to convince the people of Denver that I was the best candidate uh, to be mayor. When I first ran in 2010, 2011, there were 18 candidates for mayor. Uh, when I ran the second time, there were only a few of us um, as I was running as the incumbent. Um, but I won both races, and that's how I became mayor. The fact that I'm an African-American man never figured into it. Um, do you know who the first black mayor was of Denver? Anybody know who the first black mayor was of Denver? Uh, I, I, I need a student. Huh? Stand up. What's his name? No. I'm second. Who was the first black mayor of Denver? Who? In the back. He raised his hand and he goes, who knows? The first, the first black mayor of Denver was Wellington Webb, who was elected in 1991. Okay? Great questions. Is what are some ways we are working to get more people involved in traditional Denver events such as the Marade? You know what, one of the things we just try to do is to participate and elevate the, the uh, exposure of those events to the entire community. We can't force people to be involved, but we certainly want to uh, remove any barriers for people to be involved. So we just try to promote the events as best we can and encourage people to join in with their schools, with their clubs, their groups, and come on down and participate in activities like the Marade, the Cinco de Mayo Parade, Cesar Chavez Parade, those sort of events. Because if people can do it with their classes or with their, their clubs, they're more likely to participate. Thank Good you. job, Ana Marisa. Um, hi. hi. Hi, my name is Josue. And how did you know you wanted to become the mayor? Did you say your name was Jose? Josue. I like that name. Say it one more time. How did you know you wanted to become the mayor? You know what? Um, I was on city council. And uh, when the current mayor, or then mayor, uh, John Hickenlooper, who now is our what? He's our what? John Hickenlooper is our what? Who said it? Say it again? He's our governor of the state. Decided to run for governor. And uh, I was sitting there as president of council. And I was as prepared as any, student, any, any person on council um, to run for, for mayor. And I just decided with passion, the fact I love the city, that I wanted to be the next mayor. That's how I figured it out. Thank you. You bet. Um, hi, I'm Alea, and um, what was the your biggest mistake you have made as a mayor? What happened, and how did you overcome it? What was my biggest mistake as mayor? What happened, and how did I overcome it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> my biggest mistake as mayor. You know, 
I'll ask this question. I'm sure there have been mistakes. I don't know if I know the biggest mistake I've made. Um, sometimes it's hiring the wrong person for the job. Uh, sometimes it's making a statement um, that is easily taken out of context and misunderstood by people about what you said. Um, and sometimes, you know, how you overcome it is simply one, admitting that you made a mistake. I think people appreciate honesty first, even when there is a mistake involved. And two, um, apologizing and then moving on. Because the more I dwell on it, the more they're going to dwell on it. Um, and so I can tell you probably the, the most, uh, most recent, actually I was out in Montbello. I was in a forum with a bunch of people who live in Montbello and something I said was taken out of context and I didn't even know it until I came back and this was like two years ago and one of the residents called me on and she said you said something in a meeting that really upset a lot of people um, did you mean that and if not will you just apologize and I said you know you just brought it to my attention I had no idea that it was taken out of context I'm sorry here's and I didn't know what it was she couldn't recall what it was but whatever it was I apologized for it um, but it was it, it almost made people feel like I was putting down Mount Bello I said I live out here my family's out here I would never do that. So I apologize, and we were able to move on and have a good conversation. Thanks. You bet. Hi, my, uh, my name is Fernanda. Thank you for coming to Mudlon. You bet. Uh-oh. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Take a picture, come here.